So we're up to Perak Ravi on Asive Chinuch, and he's really going to start cooking. And it's Kedai to really listen very carefully. This is regular Chinuch, even though I don't deal, I'm not an expert on regular Chinuch. We're just teaching you what the Nesive Chinuch says, what the Nesive Shalom says. Perak Ravi, Ma Sha'al HaMachanech Ladas, what a teacher needs to know. Now keep in mind, this is really geared towards teachers, but parents can learn a lot of this. If something's not good for a teacher to do, it's not good for a parent to do. Aleph. This soul that is being given over for this educator to work with and train, this is not just a regular kid. It's like, hey, I got a secret for you. You know who this kid is? The son of, right? It's a chelek of Hashem. As much, infinite, right? That it's in the lowest, lowest level. That's shayich. Stained and flawed with spiritual stains and bad midas. It's only a concept of temporary, spiritual clouds that are around him. This alone is worth the price of admission. You have to believe in the child to understand they never become bad. They cannot become corrupt. As much, listen to what he's saying, as bad as they act. And we have so many stories, now's not the place, but we have stories of kids who came to Home Sweet Home and parents who came to me, kids that shmad, kids that were atheists, kids that were whatever situation that you can imagine. And you look at them down the road, Erluch, how? They didn't change. People say, oh, he became better. Absolutely not. He was always a mamish. He was always good. His etzem is good. But on top of that was schmutz. On top of that was clouds. And when the clouds go away, you're left with the same diamond as much as any of your other kids. We said this before. Even if they fall tremendous amount from their level. And they are immersed in quicksand. You should never, ever give up. It's like a diamond, a precious stone that falls into the dirt. You have to lift it up. Cleanse it from the dirt that connected itself to it. It's schmutz, like stuck on it. And then right away you'll see it shine. So where did the sparkle come from? Sparkle is always there. It's covered with schmutz. You take away the schmutz, you end up with a sparkly diamond. What does this mean? We are not in the business. This is really for off the derech also. We are not in the business of creating good kids. They are be'etzim good. We just need to remove the dirty clouds that are on top of them and reveal the goodness of their essence. The educator is mechuyiv, must know and recognize his purpose, his role, is like a diamond cutter. Sometimes you find a diamond that's very difficult to work with. Someone who's not a mumcha, a real professional, he throws it away right away. From the achlata being machlet of deciding, he's not such a professional, and he looks at it and he sees, eh, nothing's ever going to become of this. 
and he throws it away. But the mumcha who is even greater, he's a greater professional. Even from this raw stone, he knows how to bring out a beautiful, gorgeous diamond. That it would be fitting to adorn the crown of the king. However, yes, it demands tremendous amount of hard work and endless toil. It's all worthwhile. According to this, we have to understand that if this is every single Jewish person, if this is every single Yid, then when you look at the child, we're not testing the child, we're testing how much the professional educator or the parent is successful in seeing through the dirt and bringing out the shine. Stamazai, it's very interesting that really we look at test scores in school, that they're marking the kids. They're really not. They're marking the ability of the teacher to get the information into each specific individual child. There are some children that are easy. They come in, their brains are wide open, and they get 100. The teacher was successful to get 100% of the material into that kid. Another kid, he has digus, he has problems, maybe a learning disability. And with his particular makeup of, of who he is, some teachers are only capable of putting 60% of the information into that child. Who's really being marked? The kid or the educator? And the raya is, and I've had this personally, where you could have a, the same kid, and one year, Mama, she's getting 30s or 40s or 50s, and the Rebbe says, he's he, he blaming the kid, he can't, he doesn't remember, he this, he this, he this, he this, and you think, if that's his brain, it should always be like that. The next year, you get a different Rebbe. Somehow, he has more talent, or he's more chachma, or, he's, or your kid is matzachain by him, epis, your kid's brain didn't all of a sudden change, and he can get an 80 out of that same kid. He can get a higher mark out of the same kid. How is that shayich? More skill of the educator. So really, test marks are testing the ability of the educator on how well he can get the information into each child. That was Aleph. Beis. Chazal Amru. Kol hamalamed toira esben chaveroi. Malo lavakosov ki'ilu yoldoi. Yoldoi. Anybody who teaches toira to, to another Jewish kid, it's as if you gave birth. So Frecht and Sivashalom, he's, he's bavarning. Why are these two points together? Merumaz bezeh. It's merum is the, the way that to be, you have to be matzliach with learning with a child. That you have to feel towards the kid. That it, it's as if I gave birth to him. The educator has to be thinking about this kid, which is 30 sometimes in a classroom, 30 individual kids, each kid he needs to think about, how can I teach this kid? How can I teach this kid? It's a whole different idea of what an educator. It's not like we would think, you get up there, you teach the material, you go home, if a kid is struggling, it's his problem. If you're a super nice guy, you can maybe call over the kid. No, he says, you have to think about Yossi. How am I going to get? Yossi seems to ADD or ADHD. I can't help this kid. And you have to worry about him. How am I going to get him the limudai, the information, and in general, educating him? And the educator has to look and search for many different ways and tricks. 
He shouldn't be quick to say, eh, I feel never give up. Even if many different things that, that the educator tried and he sees it didn't work, don't give up on the child. You should never come to the conclusion. Unfortunately, we hear stories and it's hard to even believe where teachers give up on a kid and they say, you will never amount to anything. And even if they don't say it, to think it, this kid is a nothing, this kid, eh, nothing will be from him. It's not true. A teacher, an educator, must not come to the conclusion that this student is worthless. He should give everything that he possibly can, he should give up, in order that the kid should be matzliach. What do you do when you have a kid who's failing and he's struggling? You do everything you can. The teacher shouldn't just say, eh, it's not my kid, not my problem. In order to be matzliach, you have to think, what would I do with my own kid? Search, search for ways, find him a tutor, find him anything that you can, design new ways of teaching to this individual child, because every child counts. Al-Harbi Tzadikim, Musupar, it's spoken about many, many Tzadikim. They used to cry every single day for the Atzlach of their children. Everybody knows the famous story of the stipler. At that point, Reb Chaim, I think, was 50 years old. And he said, I, you have no idea how much I cried that Chaim should be successful. They have to cry. They used to cry that the, the, their children should be Zaycha to Tyre and Yerushalayim. And the same kind of idea should be also the teacher for also for his Talmidim. Like it's told over from the G'dayli Rashi Yeshivas from the Friyadik G'dayr. If they realized that they couldn't change the kid, they couldn't fix the kid, of one of the Talmidim was not doing well, and they tried everything and nothing was working, it wasn't over. They would fast, they would daven to Hashem that the Ebeshe should go help. It wasn't like, my job is done. That's what he's saying. Jewish education, it's not a job. It's not a job. It's like a Tzala guy comes to a scene. You don't give up. You can't find the pulse. You panic. You find different ways of doing what you have to do. If it's a job, you say, listen, I tried. He's already not responding. No, Atzala doesn't give up. And educators and parents, we cannot give up on any single kid. There's a story of Raburi Hellman, who was a famous principal of Raburi Hellman Zatzal. His grandson told me the story that he came one day to school and a girl brought him. She said, I was at a bris or someone working in the office, brought him a bagel and whatever stuff that he likes. She came in a few hours later, she said, you're not eating it, how come? So he tried to wiggle out of it, but then he, he had to answer. He said, today, we're making a decision about one of the girls. We don't know what to do with her, and nothing seems to be working, so I'm fasting. It's unbelievable, and there's so many stories from all the tzaddikim, how they screamed at people, how could you throw a kid out, how can you move kids around, did you fast, do you know the mother's name, did you daven? And that's what he's saying over here, that because it's not a matter of a job, you have to search for ways of being matzliach, and on top of that, in case you're not, you have to daven and daven and daven and daven, and fast, that your talmidim should have atzlacha. About 20 years ago, I was zeichet to go with MBD, Shabbos and Mezhbish. I was there for a few years in a row, I wrote the song, and I took with me a good friend of mine, Reb Shulam Landau Shlita. He just spoke recently for us. 
It was a long journey. I'm telling you, it felt like we went in the olden days three weeks by ship. It wasn't so bad. We were on a plane, but it was tough. And then you land, and it was a stopover, and I was tired. And then a four-hour, um, I can't call it a car ride. It was a bus, a jalopy, and every stone, it's like really rickety. We got there about 1 o'clock in the morning to Mezhbish. I was sharing the room with him. As I'm going to go to bed, I'm unpacking to go to bed, I see he's heading out. I said, where are you going? It's Thursday night. We're there for a whole Shabbos. Where are you going? He said, I didn't come here to sleep. I came here. I have a job to do. So he was going out to the Tzian, to Davin. Very nice. So I said, what's in your hand? So he had a notebook. He opened it up, a, a folder. He opened it up, and there was pages. He got from every single Rebbe in the yeshiva, 13 grades, he got them to find out and to write down every child's name and mother's name that he should go Davin for them. He said, the whole Tehillim, a whole night. So on the way out, I said, hang on, but what about the Rebbeim themselves and their kids? He said, that I know by heart already. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's not lying. There are people, we have to, you know, we have to understand, this tefillah, just like we daven for our own children, to daven for the Talmidim and fast for the Talmidim, because their Hatzlacha is our Hatzlacha. I remember when I had Home Sweet Home, so we were very much Liach Baruch Hashem, and then every time a new kid came in, I used to look at this kid, I used to say, this kid, can you? This kid with a rotten attitude, druggy, street kid, with a you know, f u attitude, you know. I said, my hatzlacha depends on him. <laughs> my hatzlacha depends on this little fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old pimply kid. If he's not, if he's not going to make it, I failed. That's that's the trick over here. We have to twist. Not the kid failed. Our hatzlacha and our chinuch system depends on the kid doing well. If the kid doesn't do well, we were not matzliach for that kid. And that's not an option. If from the side of the teacher, he feels towards the kid, like mamish, like I gave birth to this child. This is my child. For this year, he's mine. It's like a schus. He merits a siyata deshmaya lulam just like you can't have a leda, a birth, without labor pains, so to spiritual leda also. Sometimes you're going to have spiritual labor pains, it's going to be difficult. But the achrais has to be that the, the educator feels, this is my kid. And I have 30 of them, just for one year, temporary. But this is my achrais. I'm going to figure out a way, Chaim and Yossi and Malki and Chani, that they will be matzliach this year. And it can be done. It can be done. But it's very, very difficult. I had a, a personal experience with a certain kid that was struggling in fourth and fifth and sixth grade. And he was, of course, how bad can you be at that age? He was a cute, wonderful kid. But he wasn't able to concentrate long. Maybe a learning disability, maybe an ADHD, maybe an ADD, some, something that we can put afterwards. Bottom line is he was struggling. And I went and I spoke to the seventh grade rabbi. I said, you know, my relative's kid is coming to your class. And he said, I see him in the hallways. He'll be fine. I said, what do you mean he'll be fine? He goes, I got this kid. The kid went in with all of his diagnosis, and he was so matzliach. First of all, first of all, he was never in the hallway. He was never sent out. Second of all, the kid enjoyed the class. Third of all, all of a sudden, hundreds, 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 because this rabbi knew how to reach that kid. Afterwards, I spoke to several other people. They told me all the kids who struggled the year before, this Rebbe helped. He looked at it as there's 30 kids in the class or whatever the number is. There's always that bottom five. I'm going to go after them. 
That strengthened the whole class. The top kids were doing even better, but he chopped all of these kids, the cute kids. He looked at it like, I'm going to get through to each one of them. He made this kid an assistant to him. He made the other kid an assistant. And he didn't just do it for one kid. He did it for all the kids who were struggling, made them feel like you're Rebbe's favorite, you're going to this and you're going to that, you're going to go to the principal. He managed to juggle. I found that afterwards, that he speaks in Tyre Masera, they have when, when uh, all the seventh grade Rebbeim get together, there's hundreds and hundreds of them, maybe even a thousand of them. He's, he's one of the guys who speak. He's Superman. He is Superman. He was able to look at these kids, not give up the curriculum, get the, the top kids to not feel like, oh, Rebbe's busy with the other kids, boost the self-esteem of the ones who were struggling and the kid who was drumming in the back and the kid who's tapping and spacing out. He got everybody. So he had so much talent, I can't imagine ever anybody having that. Superman, but it's doable. But you have to really feel that this is my responsibility. Hashem put this kid in my classroom, I'm going to get, I'm going to find a way into this kid. The mechanic, the educator, must have dedication, loyalty, love, and trust in the child. You got to believe in the child. Not just the regular loyalty and dedication that you have in any job. Anybody who's in any profession, if you want to be a good plumber, you got to have dedication to your job, to your clients. You have to have that also. But it's much more than that. That, for any other job, you just need to be dedicated when you're working. Nine to five, nine to six, you go home at night, you don't have to be dedicated anymore. To be dedicated when you're on the job. When it comes to chinuch, the chayva, what's demanded of the dedication to each child is when you're in the classroom and even when you're home. When you're busy with them and when you're not busy with them. That's the side. That's the pshat in the Maimah Chazal, that call him alamid ben chaveru toi ki'ilu yoladai. He's saying, in order to be matzliach, you have to feel ki'ilu yoladai. This is my child. His hatzlacha is my hatzlacha. I am going to make sure this kid is going to be matzliach.